Nadia. I was so afraid of changing and I was so afraid of losing my identity and I was just so scared of everything being different. And so I, I tried to make it so that it wouldn't be different. I was like, having a kid is just not gonna change anything. And in the end, it, it does change pretty much everything. And I was okay with it. Hey y'all, I'm Ryan Devlin, and welcome to this Struggle Climbing Show Pro Clinic with the one and only Emily Harrington. Now, typically these pro clinics do a deep dive into one topic, as you all know, but this one's a little bit different today because Emily is a quadruple threat. She's got so much going on, and we covered a ton of really interesting things here. But the through line, no doubt, is how pregnancy and having a baby have impacted her climbing, her training, her goals, her mindset, and, and just her life overall. Whether you're currently a parent or planning to be, or honestly, if you just have any sort of major life change on the horizon, that could be a career change or something in your personal life, what Emily shares here today is solid gold. And, and it's not like she's got everything figured out, or she's the first to say that, but what she does have figured out, y'all, will no doubt provide some really valuable perspective as you seek to balance your climbing life with the rest of all the things that are going on in your regular life. So what are we talking about? Well, today Emily dives deep into how pregnancy and motherhood have changed her mentally as well as physically in ways that she did not predict, how she and her husband Adrian have looked at parenthood as one big expedition, which I love, how Emily's been struggling with fear and risk as she got back on the big walls, parenting hacks for climbing with a kiddo in tow, training to send 514A or 8B plus post-pregnancy, which she just recently did, and also how she's training strength and endurance on a hangboard in about 20 minutes a day when she can't dedicate more time to her training or her climbing. It was such a joy, y'all, to reconnect with Emily, who was my very first guest here on this podcast. This conversation delivers from start to finish. I know you're going to love it. So let's just dive right in with Emily Harrington. Do, is that arrow that I hear chiming in in the background? Yeah, he's chiming in in the background. Adrian will have to wrangle him. It's totally fine. This is, it, it, <laughs> okay. The ambiance works out for this this conversation. Were you guys out on the slopes today? Adrian and I actually went backcountry today, which was great. We did oh, a cool. little, yeah, just that we went with one other friend, but we left arrow at home. And tomorrow we're taking him skiing for the first time. So oh my God. I saw those pictures exciting. he posted with his little kit oh my gosh yeah we've been like trying to kit out in the house because we read that that's what you should do like get yeah. them comfortable with it and then we're gonna try tomorrow well we'll see <laughs> he's only 14 too? months oh. yeah he can't even walk so like it's more for us than anything so um yeah and I, I think it'll probably last like 10 minutes and then we'll go get cookies and hot chocolate and stuff yeah, <laughs> yeah. The, the cookie routine over there looks to be pretty yeah. for you guys. Pretty important part of the day. It is crucial. It is very yeah. crucial. Yeah. Right on. I'm so happy to see you. I feel like it's been ages since we've talked. You were the first guest on the Struggle Climbing Show. I'm so excited to have you back. But a lot, a lot has changed oh in gosh. a couple of years since we talked. Yeah, I can imagine. You've had a lot of guests since then. I have. This little podcast has taken off, which is nice, and I'm grateful for your participation and taking a leap on this crazy idea and coming on the show. But I would say more big changes have happened on your side of the microphone here than on mine, becoming a parent. And I guess maybe you weren't 
pregnant or maybe you were pregnant, but like you weren't talking about it, you know, at the time that, that we chatted, this was two years ago. <laughs> Things are about to change. Yes. Whether I knew it or not. Yes, they were. <laughs> I love it. Parenthood, motherhood, climbing, the balance. Man, oh, I, I feel like this notion of balance and, and does it even exist? What, what does balance look like for you these days? Yeah, I mean, I think it exists as long as you have the appropriate perspective, if that makes any sense. Like, for me, balance is being able to hang out with Arrow and Adrian and have time with them, like adequate time to to go with go out with Adrian on our own and go skiing or climbing or whatever that may be, and then spend time with Arrow one on one. It's just he's changing so fast and growing as kids do, and it every minute just feels like. Every moment feels special, and I just want to be able to enjoy those moments and savor those moments, while at the same time, I really still enjoy taking time for myself and, and doing all that. So I guess it's, I guess you're right. There is, there is no good definition of balance for me because it always feels pretty chaotic and like I'm trying to squeeze a bunch in, but I guess the, important, the most important thing is that I'm enjoying time with him and time with Adrian. And so as long as I'm doing that, it doesn't really matter what else is going on. Like if things are messy or if I don't get everything done or if I drop the ball on certain things, like the important thing is to be present with my family. And so I guess that's balance. It's like doing your best in everything else, but making sure that you savor the, the moments with your family. Yeah. If it were all easy, this would be called the easy uh, climbing show, but it's the struggle climbing show. So before we dive into some specifics here, just reflecting like through the lens of parenthood, what stands out as being the biggest struggle for you since becoming a mother? The biggest struggle has been recognizing that these these moments are very fleeting and things are always going to be changing. You never get to settle into a, a phase or a stage because then the next one has started. And I guess just accepting that and recognizing that once you feel like you've dialed something in or you have your system dialed, like the kid's going to change and you have to shift everything around and start from scratch a little bit. I guess that's been the biggest struggle is just recognizing that as soon as we get our shit dialed, it seems like everything changes and we kind of have to like figure it out again. And I'm sure you know that with like the way kids develop, it just happens like really quickly. And so what was working a month ago, logistically or with travel or with climbing, it doesn't work anymore. You got to figure out new ways to, to make it all fit together. And that's been a struggle. Yeah. And then for me, Personally, just with my body and climbing and all of that, I've just struggled to feel like I'm proud of my climbing and proud of myself. And I actually am now in a place where I do feel that way, but it's been a solid two years of trying to be patient and trust the process and all of that stuff that everyone tells you, but it's hard and it's not a very smooth process or it wasn't for me. Yeah, I appreciate you bringing that up. I've, I'd like to explore that a little bit because I think for a lot of people who are listening who are either parents or soon-to-be parents, or maybe it's not even on the horizon yet, they're just out of college and they're like, I'm going to bum around for 20 years, or, or maybe not even, you know, it's not, I don't even want to think about that right now. At some point in time in our lives, for almost everyone, 
there are pretty tectonic shifts. Parenthood is certainly one of them, but getting a new career that's really demanding or caring for your own aging parents, which kind of like I'm in that sandwich generation, as we're called. So I've got little kids, but I've also got aging parents that live down the street from me and I'm helping them out. And, and so life throws us curveballs, which is what it's all about. But we may not be fully prepared or, or expecting certain things to happen. So I'd like to just, yeah, go back in time a little bit and maybe explore where your mind was at prior to having Arrow and, and becoming parents, you and Adrian be, becoming parents. You kind of, you knew it was coming, but as you said, your body was changing. And, and what were your expectations or, or what were you hoping for yourself through that process juxtaposed with maybe how it came out? It's interesting because I, I had a lot of conversations prior to becoming pregnant with friends who were kind of like, you're never going to feel totally ready and you want to do it. You're at an age where you have to start thinking about it. And so I started like kind of stressing about the fact that I w didn't feel ready. I didn't feel ready to give up my lifestyle and my career and my body for this process. So there was a lot of fear and uncertainty involved. And there was also this awareness that like, okay, I do want this. I may not feel totally ready for it right now, but it still feels like the right time. Mm. If that makes sense. Like it still feels like the right time, even though I don't feel a hundred percent ready. Like there's still things I want to do in climbing. There's still things that there's still places I want to visit. There's still things I want to do with Adrian, like all of these things we're very present with the idea of, but this still feels like the appropriate time because no time is going to be perfect. And I did have a lot of fear, and but I also had a lot of determination of, okay, we're going to make this work. We're going to figure out how to find help, like childcare. And I'm going to go, I'm going to travel. I'm going to do all these things. I'm going to train really hard and then I'm going to train really hard after giving birds and I'm going to get back to it really quickly and I'm going to go on these trips and I'm going to do this and then I think partially that came true and partially I was like really afraid of losing myself and losing my career and all of these things so I was really trying to organize it and put it put the proper steps in place to enable my me to feel like I still retained my identity and had some freedom and all of this stuff and then I think what I didn't anticipate was that I'd actually like being a parent more than I thought I would. <laughs> like, I don't really want to leave Arrow for long periods of time. And the whole time I was pregnant, I was trying to figure out how I could leave him. And I was going to breastfeed, but I'm going to pump. And that would enable me to stay away longer. And then I had him and I was like, oh, but I don't really want to do any of that. I like being around him and I like being a, a mom. And this is actually really fun and rewarding and awesome. So I think in a way I didn't anticipate how much I would be okay with the changes that happened. I was so afraid of changing and I was so afraid of losing my identity and and I was just so scared of everything being different. And then, and so I, I tried to make it so that it wouldn't be different. I was like, oh, the, having a kid is just not gonna change anything. And in the end, it, it does change pretty much everything. And I was okay with it. I was like, actually, this is making me really happy and I'm really fulfilled and I'm still a climber and I still want to do all these things, but I want to be a parent first right now. And, you know, granted, every day wasn't 
perfect. And there were days when I struggled a lot with that. But for the most part, I'm really happy and like fulfilled much more so than I was before. And so that's been a really like positive. I just had this whole vision that like we were going to be parents, but we were still going to be exactly who we were and do exactly what we did before. And I was so afraid of of not doing that. And now I'm like, oh, I actually I'm, I'm so glad that everything changed. Like, it's awesome. Yeah. I love my life now. <laughs> Um, so that's been great. (laughs) That's so cool. I I really, I love that. You know, I think it's just like such a key to happiness is to be able to embrace the, the new and, and understand that we, we can't cling to this version of ourselves or of any person. in, in fact, that we have in mind, it's like, like some sort of static thing, right? Like we're ever evolving. And then when something like this happens, of course, so much change is going to happen. But the fact that you were able to embrace it and in fact, like kind of recalibrate like what your what your identity was as a result is is really cool and i'm curious if there was any pushback or i don't know if pushback is the right word but kind of hesitancy or if there was any parts of your life that were less excited ab- about that and i'm specifically thinking about sponsors or friends or climbing partners or this kind of thing because it's it's such a big change to have a kid and have a family and maybe it was all like totally great and supportive which is also great but you know were you were you also having to wrestle with um this uh, kind of uh, alternative perspectives if you will or maybe a little resistance to such a big change in your life I mean I think a lot of that was fear that was built up in my head Mm. I actually think it's quite a good time to be a female professional athlete who wants to be a mom right now there's a lot of really high profile women who are doing it and showing that it can be done alongside having a professional athlete career. And I, I have received overwhelming support from sponsors and I, I've also worked really hard and tried to like get back to training and still doing a lot of speaking and still doing my job. And, and so that's, I think I've, put a lot of energy into that but it's mainly been pressure that's internal it's Mm. me wanting to show that I can do that I can do both and that that's a really it's a it's a good example to set and I want women to parents in general to think that it's possible to do both and I um yeah I, I don't think I received any like external push back in any way um mostly I felt really supported and a lot of the a lot of the fears and insecurities stuff and that comes from within and I think that's where I've probably struggled the most is just feeling like I can't do it all I'm too tired I'm too I'm, I'm never going to get back to where I was before and that's been frustrating and hard but there haven't been any external factors really related to that I don't think yeah. That's great to hear. And, and to your point, I think, yeah, we have come a long way. I remember having a conversation with Lynn Hill on, on the show about a year ago, and it was a very different landscape, of course, when, when she was. Yes, absolutely. I have my, my friend Hillary Nelson, who was one of my like mentors in terms of like motherhood and being a professional athlete. Her, her kids are teenagers, and even she was telling me that it was, it was pretty tough. <laughs> 
back then. And that wasn't even that long ago. That was only like a decade ago. So uh, I think we've come a long way. And I think it's like thanks to those women who kind of pushed back and paved the way and showed that it was possible. And it was probably really hard. And there was probably a lot of resistance that they met. But thanks to them, I don't think we face as much resistance now. That's uh, nice to, to recognize that. I want to jump into kind of exploring this time period then around having Arrow and also being a driven athlete. And you're quite goal-oriented. You said you had a lot of goals as you were considering getting pregnant and this kind of thing. And I'm curious, as you were planning for the birth, did you set specific goals for how you wanted to train and get back out into the scene after Arrow was born? Yeah, I did. I actually decided that for the first time I was going to, I'm not the first time, but you know, I haven't had like a formal coach or really anything in a long time. And I actually had a, like a coach while I was pregnant, a, a friend of mine who helped me just like maintain like fitness and do appropriate things for pregnancy. And that was actually really nice just to have someone to help me come up with workouts and alter workouts and all of that. And so I was really motivated actually during my pregnancy. And then I really wanted to start training like right away after giving birth. And I, t I spoke with Maddie Cope at Lattice Training mm -hmm. and she was kind of like, she was, she pushed back. She was like, I think you need to wait like three months at least and just like ease into it because obviously like post-birth there's a lot of trauma no matter what kind of birth you have and your body has to recover and you're you're trying to you have a newborn at that point and so I uh, I was trying to jump the gun but I got back to climbing pretty quickly thankfully because I had a relatively like normal birth process and after three months I did start training with with Maddie at Lattice Training. And that's been really awesome for me. Just starting from, I think I had a little bit of an ego issue like before, start, you know, starting out and you do like this whole assessment and they tell you where you're weak and all this stuff. But I think after being pregnant and after giving birth, I was in a place where I had far less ego involved, I guess. So I was totally willing to do the assessment and be really weak and kind of build back up. And it's been just a really good process for me. And it's been nice because now I'm a mom and I don't have as much time and it's really good to have someone else help you build workouts and figure out what you need to, what you need to be doing. Oh yeah, no doubt. I'm, I'm curious where, what stood out? Like where were you the weakest or what surprised you? I just went through a round of lattice testing myself and I'm like, Oh, oh are you dead? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, um, you know, it really just kind of like stares you in the face, but I'm also like just yeah. coming off of a normal fall cycle and you were coming off of, yeah. you know, the biggest change that a body can go through. So I'm curious, <laughs> like what, what that looked like for you, if you're willing to share. Yeah. I mean, basically everything, I was like weak at everything except flexibility, which I've always been very flexible. And then like stamina, endurance, I'm pretty good. Everything else was pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> now, isn't it like, correct me if I'm wrong, and this, this may be like just such a clueless male thing to say, but um, aren't there hormones released at birth to essentially like loosen up connective tissue and yeah. like, so that your hip, you know, your hips can open up to, to allow a child to come yeah. out? So like, does that have any yeah. impact on fingers? Relaxin. It's called relaxin. Yeah, I've heard that 
Like I heard that maybe finger training, like intense finger training during pregnancy and even post after pregnancy while you're breastfeeding and stuff because you still have relaxin is you need to be really careful, essentially. And thankfully, I've I'm I'm pretty good with my fingers and joints. I've I've been very lucky. And so I was very conscious of it. I was like, I really need to not get injured right now. Trying to do like max hangs while I'm pregnant or something like that. That'd be so dumb. But yes, there is like a hormone that makes you more, more flexy, essentially. And it lasts like even post birth. I think it, it's still around and in your system. I need that. I need that for me. (laughs) Yeah. But I also think you are very prone to injury when you, when that's going on. That's the trade-off. I can't do box splits. I can't, I can't rest on the wall or get my hips close to the wall, but I yeah, yeah. don't want to risk injuring my fingers. So you, you come off of this, this crazy change, but you dive into a regimented training program. And what's your life like at this time? Like, were you getting any sleep? How, how was Arrow at night? And, and how much support did you all have? Like, what was your just general state of sanity and wellness, do you think? Like kind of in those first, I don't know, six months or so. Yeah, I I think, first of all, we were pretty lucky. Arrow was a pretty good sleeper. Um, I mean, obviously, I know. And we try not to tell. I know we try not to tell people. Um, (laughs) He I mean, and obviously, at the beginning, the first few months, like they are babies are just waking up throughout the night and because they have to eat. And that the first two months were were tiring for sure. But Adrian and I we make a really good team where we kind of approach things like we're very organized. We try to like, you know, we try to foresee uncertain things and be able to adapt, but also we have a good, we have a plan. We treat it like an expedition. And so we worked really well together through the night. I was breastfeeding, but then he would do a lot of like the diaper changes at the night in the night. And then arrow took a bottle pretty much right away. He would like, wake up in the morning with arrow and do the first feeding so I could sleep in. So we kind of like had this nice little rhythm going. Um, and that was manageable, but exhausting, obviously, because if you're waking up multiple times through the night, every night for months, that's just gets tiring. But that I was prepared for because I also think that like expeditions and Alpine starts prepare you in a way for having a kid. Like if you're, familiar with waking up at 3 a.m. and having to do things I think that it's it's a very similar like mindset you're kind of like okay this isn't forever but I'm I'm here now and I'm doing this and I'm gonna be tired and it's gonna be okay and then and then around like three months he started like actually just sleeping through the night and and we've been like I'm gonna knock on one he's like really he's he's a he's a good sleeper Adrian is Adrian's superpower. He says is sleeping, um, and I really hope that Arrow is taking after him. It seems like he is. <laughs> that trait. Oh man, what a great thing yeah. to pass on. Well, I'm by, by, by yeah. Contrast for those who are listening. That's not always the case. My son. It's has, not always that way. Oh my god, he, my my son Ferris had really really bad colic, and so for the first year oh. of his life, he didn't sleep for more than two hours in a row for a year. And like Kara and I were just oh like, oh my god ships passing in the night like i don't know if we saw each other for the first six months you know we were just like taking shifts and it was so wild and i totally lost my mind and i think i would do it a little bit differently like had i known we could have just gotten like a night nanny like i would have just put it on a credit card or something like that because like sleep is important and seeing your partner is important but we were just like no we have to do this because 
good parents just are with their kids or whatever. Now, like now I'm looking back and I'm like, oh, we like legitimately lost our minds for a while. <laughs> yes. I mean, isn't sleep deprivation like a form of torture? For sure. I think it is. And I, I do, I do have friends and I have, yeah, there, I, I have a lot of empathy for that because I, I've been there a little bit, but not as deep as it sounds like you went. <laughs> well, but you were also much more prepared. I love this analogy that like essentially parenthood is an expedition or one long alpine start because you are cut from far hardier cloth than I am. And we're, you know, you and Adrian together as a team were so prepared that any kind of disruption was something that you were going to be ready to roll with. And I, I actually had a Patreon um, write in. Orhe said, hey, can you ask Emily how climbing has made her a better parent and how parenting has made her a better climber? Oh, that's a great question. I mean, climbing has made me a better parent in, in those ways, recognizing challenge and confronting it and recognizing that that's where all the good things reside in life is those, those really hard times. And I look back on those early days of being with Arrow as a newborn and like even the hardest moments are the ones that I remember like the, the fondest. And it's the same with climbing with like a really hard project or a really hard trip. You look back on those ones, those are the ones that stick with you. And I don't remember them with negative feelings. It's more like, oh, wow, I went through something really intense and that was awesome. And so I guess like that lens has helped me in parenting. And then on the flip side, I think being a parent, I, I feel like I've naturally let go of a lot of superfluous feelings and things that don't really matter anymore. Like I don't really have time or energy for things that don't matter. Right. <laughs> um, so I, I think it's helped me. I actually think that being a parent has helped me sift through the distractions and focus on what's really important. And I think it's helped my focus in climbing because in a lot of ways, you know, when you go climbing, like that's your time, it's precious time now. And before it didn't feel that way. I almost took it for granted and I could get distracted and all these things could happen. And now it's like, oh, I, I'm going climbing and this is my time. I'm going to really take advantage of it and I'm going to learn how to focus in and I'm going to not be distracted. And so it's really helped me zero in on my focus and, and take advantage of the time that I have to climb. And, and I think that's been super helpful. I've been really a lot better at organizing my time and figuring out creative ways to squeeze in a training session. And I think I've been more productive in a way. Yeah. But also like I do less socializing and I have less time for friends and all of that. That's obviously a trade-off. I go to bed at nine now. <laughs> <laughs> Good for you. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, it's interesting. I, I had a conversation with Hazel Finlay. I know, I know you saw her, um, I think recently when, mm -hmm. when she and Angus were out on the trip out West and, uh, mm -hmm. um, we were talking about like mind tools for uh, getting the, the best out of ourselves when we get to the crag. And one of the ones that she implements herself and recommends is just having a lot of gratitude for the opportunity to just be out and climb. And never is one more grateful to be able to be out and climbing than I think like a parent can be when you're like, oh my God, I've cleared six hours or whatever it may be to get out and like actually have this time. I'm not going to uh, 
start kicking sand because my project isn't going the way that I want. I mean, we yeah. can, we can't, like, I get disappointed when, when I'm like having a rough day, but I'm also like, still like just psyched. Like the worst climbing day is still a pretty damn good day when yeah. you can, the, the, all the pieces align so that you can actually get out and do it. Yeah. I think that's a really good way to put it. And obviously Hazel's, she's so smart. <laughs> I love yeah, her. Totally. Um, but it, it's gratitude and it's everything in perspective, right? Like when we go climbing with our baby, it's awesome, but it's so involved and it's like going on an expedition every time. Right. And then when it's just Adrian and I going out, we're like, oh my God, this is so easy. How did we ever think that this was hard? Like we're just out here climbing and we don't have to carry a bunch of things and there's nothing to tend to. We just get to go do pitches. It's so fun. So you do, you have this new sense of gratitude. And I think that automatically makes me perform better and helps me focus. Yeah. I tell my wife like all the time, parenting is type two fun. And I think it is kind of like that, something that you learn from these suffer fests that we get as climbers and adventurers is oftentimes the memories are far fonder than the moment. And that's very much a similar thing when a my daughter, who's five, is is very much on like a bad dream kick right now. And so like three or four times a week, we're up in the night to handle mm. some usually made up bad dream. But I just try to be in the moment with it because I'm like, you know what? Yes, I'm like this disrupting my sleep, but this is not going to last. It's not going to last. I mean, no. maybe weeks, months at the most. It's certainly not going to be years. So, you know, I try to be in the moment. And even if it sucks, the memories of it are are very fond and very warm. And oftentimes climbing is that too. You're out there suffering, but then you look back and that challenge, that struggle, if you will, um, is what makes it more memorable or, or more worthwhile. Yeah. Yeah. Everything is temporary, the good and the bad. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Well, let's talk about th those goals then that you were setting because you, you wanted to get back into it quickly. Your, your coach, Maddie, had you tap the brakes a little bit, which seems like a wise thing to recover plus sleeping and family and all the things. But when did the fire get back and essentially how did you set goals for yourself with regard to, I don't really want to call it recovery because that almost just like makes parenthood uh, and certainly motherhood in particular seem like an injury, which isn't the case. Like I, there's got to be a better word for it, but essentially, you know, you, you wanted to uh, get back to a performance level that you were, I don't know if, if your goal was pre-pregnancy or if you had other goals, but I'm, I'm curious kind of what that process of, uh, planning and goal setting was, as well as just the the actual work that went into it. I guess injury is like an okay way to put it because it, in a way it should be kind of treated like one. I have heard women refer to it as like an injury or it's like it should be thought of like a cert, like a surgery or whatever because it in real injuries and surgeries or non-pregnancy related ones, there is a lot of like buildup a lot of preparation and then there's the surgery and then there's you have pts and you have people who help you recover and a lot of times with birth they're just like okay see ya right <laughs> and i i think in a way it should be treated more like an injury because that's it's a lot of trauma to your body and you do have to recover mm -hmm. and so i learned a lot through that process actually and i learned a lot about in terms of goal setting my goals were shifting a lot over the last year because I, I think I didn't know what to expect from my body and more so I didn't know what to expect from my mind. I thought I had all these goals and ideas about what I wanted to do last year. I wanted to climb an L cap again. I wanted to get back up there and like go big wall climbing and do all these things. And then 
I started to realize that I was maybe rushing the process and that I was not totally ready for a lot of the goals that I had. I I went to Yosemite and I couldn't bring myself to be up high. I, I was really nervous about exposure. I was just dealing with a lot of fear and anxiety around like being up high and taking taking risk that I previously would have thought was pretty mundane and really comfortable was no longer comfortable Mm -hmm. and it was getting really it was really hard and so I think I underestimated that I guess element of recovery in terms of like how pregnancy and birth and and now maybe forever how it has affected my mind and my emotions and kind of what I what I want to do in climbing my risk tolerance is way lower than it was before Mm. and it took a while for me to recognize that and understand that and be okay with it it was really hard I, I went to Yosemite with this whole plan of climbing on El Cap and being back and having it all be awesome and feeling really confident up there, you know, and then I got there and I was like, Oh my God, I don't want anything to do with this. I don't want to be, I don't want to climb up there. I just am not ready. I don't know if I'll ever be ready. So that was, it was just kind of an intense feeling. And, and so I kind of tried to respect it and took a step back and started sport climbing again and just trying to climb hard single pitch things and that's been way more fun (laughs) all right that wraps up your free intro here to this pro clinic episode which continues for like another hour and is available in full right now to patrons and subscribers of the show thank you all so much for supporting me if you can as i work really really hard to bring you insightful convos with amazing guests like we got here today. And please don't be mad at me for fading out like that. I'm really sorry to do it. It's how I pay the bills over here. But also you can listen to the full version right now for zero cost, and it is just packed with amazing insights. Now in the rest of this episode, y'all, Emily shares what happened when she tried to get back onto the big walls a little bit too soon after having Arrow, how she recently trained to send 514 by using nothing but a hangboard for the most part, parenting hacks for living an adventurous life with a kiddo, a perspective on sleep, you guys, that she learned on Mount Everest and which has totally changed my life, I am not even kidding, and I love this one, her prediction on which star climbing couple will produce the strongest offspring. It is all there, plus she answers patron questions, and you can hear it right now for zero cost with a free trial over on Patreon or Apple subscriptions. struggles carbon neutral in partnership with the Honnold Foundation and is a proud member of the Plug Tone Audio Collective, a diverse group of the best, most impactful podcasts in the outdoor industry. This show was produced and hosted by me, Brian Devlin. Thank you all so much again for listening. I hope your training and climbing are going great. And if you are struggling like me, well, just remember that the struggle makes us stronger. Stronger.